Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And today we have Australia's favourite and first MasterChef winner, Julie Goodwin. This podcast contains truth laughter and the occasional f word so it's not really suitable for children sometimes you just have to get your shits out shit 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 that's right this is a language warning oh shit Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. Oh, it's good to be back in the pod I know, we've had a couple of weeks off. We have because it's been, I don't know when this episode is coming out, but it's been school holidays prior to us recording. So we're back with our thermals on. Yeah, we really are. Yep. Melbourne. Woo! Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful winter time. (laughs) Anyway, I'm excited about today. Super, super excited. Yes. Would you like to say hello and introduce yourself? It's so lovely to be here with you both. Oh. Freezing up here on the central coast too, I might add. Really? Yeah. Oh, <sighs> God, yeah. I can't feel my toes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we met Julie this year yep. at Parliament House. We did. As part of the Neighbour Day special day. Yeah, ambassadors. Ambassadors, yeah. And we just we just loved you straight away, which we knew we would, <laughs> but we didn't know whether you'd like us. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, there's certain people you just sort of uh, connect with. Yeah. You know, um, so I felt that. Yeah, that, oh. was, a, that was a fun day. Oh, beautiful. Something a bit different people. growing really... up to uh, Parliament House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really was a different day indeed. Yeah. Oh, and man. everyone was so lovely. Yeah. And Sam, she loves us. She loves you. She's a big oh. supporter. Yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. Yes, yes. Mm, mm. So, okay, we've got three questions that we start with. So, Kate, you want to start the question? Yep, I do. Do you have a favourite band or a song or music that either lifts you up when you're feeling bad or when you're feeling good is your go-to tune? Uh, Look, I've got – I love music. I've got a lot of, like, eclectic taste in music, but I actually have a playlist that is my go-to – um, if I want to work out, it was also my go-to last year on MasterChef yes. and it's actually a playlist of really powerful 
female ah. um, jazz songs. Yes. So I've got, you know, I've got Fighter, um, Survivor, <laughs> yeah. I've got Rockstar, ah. I've got Rise, yes. you know, Katy Perry, Aguilera, Pink, yes. um, uh, you know, all of all of really hefty make you feel empowered type songs. Mm. And can I tell you, I would have that in my headphones on the way into some of my harder challenges really? on MasterChef. And, geez, it helped me get worked up. It Did was it? Because yeah. ah. I don't know how you get out of your head for those things. Yeah. Hard enough. Well, that's it. One of my biggest problems was always controlling my nerves yeah. and getting over my nerves. So to actually be able to put um, that kind of music into my brain, mm. it just would get me, get me, you know, just get it would stack things in my favour and get my brain ready. Maybe we should all have that playlist for cooking tea at five thirty on a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> when no one wants to. <laughs> I'm a survivor. I'm gonna make macaroni cheese. That's exactly right. And no one's gonna eat. <laughs> I've got to cook dinner, but so what? I'm still a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> Julie, you are our person. So obviously, you've won some big awards yes. in TV. But in school, did you win any awards? You know what? I was a pretty nerdy girl in school. Um, so I wasn't a sporty girl. I didn't win any sporty awards whatsoever, yep. but I got stuff like, you know, I did well in like academically. So I got some of the academic awards uh, at the end of the year and I got some of the community style awards and, and yeah. that kind of thing. But well, I went to Hornsby Girls High School and um, it's selective now, but it wa wasn't when right. I went. And the way they would give you the award is you'd come up on stage at the town hall. It was at Sydney Town Hall, the speech day. You'd come up on stage and they would always have someone there of note, whether it was an MP or, you know, yep. just a, an in inspirational person, and they would shake your hand and they would hand you the trophy oh. and you'd, you know, get applause and you sort of thank the the people in the audience and then you'd walk off the other side of the stage and they would take the trophy <laughs> off you and put it back in the box <laughs> To bring out again next year. <laughs> so, yeah, you didn't even get to take it home for a day. Aww. And you didn't get a little mini one. So no trophies I ever won got to come to my house. <laughs> so I would have been better off if I was good at soccer. And Yes. 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 That's outrageous. Did they at least put your name on there? Yeah, yeah. The name was on there, but, you, okay. you know, you're lucky if you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And our favourite question is why are you a P or part of the P community? I mean, I'm part of the P community because I met two P's yes. in, uh, in the big P, Parliament House. Um, yeah. And we just got chatting and I think that we've got some things in common regarding yeah. our children. Yeah. Yes. And we were like, we want to do an episode on food because it's such a big deal. And mm. then you were like, oh, oh, come on. And we were like, wow, <laughs> yes, thank you. So, yeah. yeah. So I suppose um, the first question, I think, most people in Australia know who you are. Yeah. We have a lot of internationals who may not know who you are. So do you want to give us like a a four-minute elevator pitch on who Julie Goodwin is? <laughs> That's a bloody long elevator. Yeah. That is a long one. We'll take it. Uh, look, um, well, I, I guess I won MasterChef, the first season of MasterChef, which was in 2009. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was just one of those things that put me into a a bit of a public mm, arena. Really? And uh, not a single thing I've ever done since has been in private. Yeah. So yes. that's Did you know going in that that would have any of no. that sort of impact? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So when I applied, I'd been watching the British one, mm. which <gasps> I 
if you've ever seen it. It's really civilised. It's really short. <laughs> right. No, I've never weeks. seen it. No. There's only a few people in it. They turn up, they cook, they go home at night. Ah. I didn't know that, that, that when the Australian um, production company bought the the rights to the title and the logo and all of that, that they were going to take that civilised little format and turn it into this massive <laughs> bear moth of a thing mm. and turned it into like the amazing race. Yes. <laughs> you know, and you have to stay away plus, from your family. Yeah. yeah, so how old were your kids when, when that happened? They were in years five, six and seven. So wow. Patty was 10, um, Tom was 12 and Joe was 13 at, the, at that time. They were little. And I was gone. Pardon me. I was gone for over four months. Wow. From home. And I had to, yeah, I had to live out of home and Mick had to take care of the boys and we had our own business. And um, and did you earn any so, yeah, money? It was, they give you a, it's like a nominal sum every week. Um, I think it's the law. But right. They do that. <laughs> um, so that sort of went straight to replacing or attempting to replace me in our small yes. business. So yes, of course. Trying to pay somebody else to come on board and do a few of the tasks that I was doing now. Um, it certainly doesn't, uh, you wouldn't go on it for the money. No. Yeah, unless you win, of course. Yeah. yeah. Which then makes it worthwhile. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it, it was really hard. And back in on season one, we weren't allowed very much contact with home at all. Mm-hmm. So two phone calls a week. <gasps> two phone calls oh, a week. It's gosh. like you're in jail. Yeah. We'd have that before <laughs> nine o'clock. Wow. Yep. yep. And so init- that was initially, that changed a little as things wore on and it's completely different now. Mm. So I was, I was lucky enough to go back on it last year yeah. and I was gone for six months this time and it was down in Melbourne. Yes. So I had to go and live down in Melbourne, yeah. um, you know, FaceTime my little baby granddaughter oh. and stuff that we were allowed full contact with home. So right. we had our computers, we had our phones. Right. You know, we weren't allowed our phones on the floor, the kitchen no. yeah, floor, yeah, yeah. but we were allowed them in the green room. So right. we had our phones and everything taken off us for right. season one. It was right. all gone. So even the phone calls we made were on um, the house coordinator's phone. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it, it was must just have been lonely. We were really, really isolated. Yes. Not allowed out of the house either, unless oh we were getting into the van to go to the MasterChef kitchen or to go to work experience. And that so must have been intense was, living with all those people. It was wild. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Like you're 20 like, again. No. <laughs> it was like Big Brother but without the cameras. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, the cameras were there, were there a lot of the time. Yeah. So, you know, in season one, they didn't know what they were going to show. Mm. Yeah. So the cameras were just always around. Um, so they were at the house a lot of the time. And, yeah, I mean, I was 38 when I went on that. So you're in a routine by 38. Yeah. You know, you, morning you know poo. when you need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you try and fight for a bathroom with 19 other adults. Oh, no. Uh, it's, it was wild. It was yes. really, really very, very strange. Yes. And I you're in competition with them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, which, you know, these days everybody's very lovey-dovey and beautiful to each other. But in this, in season one, if your team lost a challenge, you had to vote somebody off. Yes. So it really changed. It's a really different dynamic when you've got to have alliances and like friends. And yeah. Totally, totally. So well, no it, it had that element to it. Like it's no. not like you'd watched this sort of MasterChef and thought, yep, and I've got a psychologist on tap, or you just like launched in, surely. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, it was amazing. But you know, I, I wouldn't change anything about it because 
Um, well, I won. You won. <laughs> we all remember. It was we so did. good. I, I actually, yeah, I actually think that part of the reason that I lasted to the end was because I was able to adapt to all yes. those weird things that were going on, and not everybody was. No. Nowadays, it's it's all about the cooking, but but back then you needed to have a bit of um, stamina in other areas as well. Yeah. So yeah. I think being a mum, it prepares you for sleepless nights, yes. prepares you for being interrupted, it yeah. prepares you for not having bathroom time. <laughs> yeah, and, you of know, course. And you it think, prepares oh, you for all kinds you of want things. to scream to them all, you think this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> This is yeah. nothing. Well, that's it. They were saying this is the hardest thing you'll ever do. What? Like, Dude, I had three babies. <laughs> what do you think this is hard? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Were you uh, – did you enjoy cooking as a mum with young children? So what what was that like, you know, doing the grind of cooking at home? Oh, look, I'm, I'm like anybody. I when when you have to do something every single day mm. and when it's not always appreciated, yeah. it, it is a grind. It, it does get hard. And mm. with little kids and some with specific sort of tastes and needs and all of that, the challenge is real. It mm. really is real. Um, as as the boys got older, I kind of enjoyed it more because, yeah. you know, I kept introducing things to them that they liked. And, um, yeah, and, and I had what I called... There was mum cooking and fun cooking. Ah. So mum cooking was the, oh, God, it's 4.30. I've got to start thinking about what I'm going to put on the table. Or there's the fun cooking, which is on the weekend when, you know, my husband was home, he could get them out of my hair and I could just get in the kitchen and play. And um, Or I'd have people coming over so I'd organise a dinner party or we were going somewhere so I was doing a dish to take with. That was the fun cooking, you know, but the the mum cooking, the daily cooking, that's that's the one that's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to say, the mum cooking and the fun cooking. Yeah. I I think that happens to me too. Definite delineation. Yeah, Yeah. definite. Yeah. Because I love baking yeah. and I love all cooking, but not when it's 5.30 and, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, God, yeah, yeah. I just I can't think anymore. Not again. I yeah. can't think. I always say, do you know, I say to people, and that's what it is, it's 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 not even the doing no, of it, it's the having it's the to thinking. think of it. What's in the house? Do I have to go to the shop? God, we had that last night, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I, I say to people often, um, when the person who cooks in your house says to you, what do you feel like for dinner? Don't say whatever no, you want. To no, please tell I don't them. care. That is bloody unhelpful. Yes. Give them an idea because what they're asking you is, can you please remove from me the responsibility yes. tonight of making that decision? Yes. I don't want to make that decision tonight. Yes. I say that to everyone and then I'll say to my husband, what do you want for dinner tonight? And he'll <laughs> he's been trained out of saying I don't care. So he'll go, oh, what about um, butter chicken? And I'll go, no. no. <laughs> do you feel like you go, oh, how about we do a barbecue there? Um, nah. <laughs> so he's not hiding to nothing, really. <laughs> it's a good point, though. But actually, because I have repartnered in the last year, and so that has been a, a huge learning curve for her because she's never had children and has, you know, cooking's as much calmer when you haven't got children running around. Yeah. And so when I say to her, like I've had to say to her, when I ask you what's for dinner, what you want, I need a complete answer. I want that and it's in that recipe book over there. (laughs) Like 
And yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, and, and by the way, I've bought the ingredients. Yeah, that's right. I've bought the ingredients. And, and some of them are cut up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I and mean, we can dream, can't we? We, we can, can dream. dream. <laughs> but yeah, it's. She said, I just didn't realize what a big mental load it was for mothers. Oh. I'm, I'm sure there are fathers that cook and aunts yep. and grandmas, but the primary carer. Yep. Whether you work full time or you stay home, that is the worst. You know, and I tried all the things. I'd have my weekly planner, and then I, I mean, the weekly planner is good because. I don't want to remember. Yeah, I I'd do it mm. on a Sunday, take a photo mm. of it, go to Aldi, buy the shit, yeah, yeah. come home, yeah. do the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote in our book, it's just a grind for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And I think when Yeah, and it is for some people. And, you know, you know, I don't think it changes either because I, I recently di- went up and did a, an expo called the Loving Your Later Life Expo. That's oh. the kind of jobs I'm involved in now when I'm a grandmother. <laughs> Um, <laughs> don't worry, we do ads for superannuation. Yeah. We see you. Yep. It's fantastic, isn't it? I'm waiting for the um, continents of products yes, to yep, come yep, for me. And, yep, uh, yep, yeah. yep. Uh, and, you know, the number of people that came up to me and said, have you got a cookbook for one? And so, yeah. Yeah, no, because I don't believe I've ever cooked for one. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of people, a, yeah. A drain then as well. So, yes. you know, we complain about it being a drain when we're cooking for a bunch of people. Mm, but yes. apparently it. it feels as though a lot of the joy and reward goes out of it when you're doing it just for yourself. Yes. A lot of people who reach yeah. a point in life where they lose their partner and it's yes. just them, yeah. it's hard then as well. Yeah, so, I can imagine And I think that. the advice yeah. is kind of the same, you know, plan, cook mm. in bulk, have things in the freezer for the days you don't feel like cooking, you know, yeah. where you can just get out a whole homemade meal and it'll nourish you but you mm. didn't have to actually do anything for it except yeah. stick it in the microwave, you know. Yeah. Those are all. After, All the advice is the same. After you won MasterChef, did you feel like you had to give the best lunch boxes? <laughs> Mate, those I, teachers would have been like mm. <laughs> teachers. Yes, the teachers keep coming and looking in my lunch boxes <laughs> to get bed. You have a Vegemite sandwich. Yes, that's that. I would have felt so. Well, have I saved me gourmet goods for the for dinner. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I would feel pressure. I would have felt so much pressure. I would be like, you know, because all the oh. bento boxes were coming out, all the little tiny this and this and that. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. no. I thought I've got an issue with that. That mm. whole Instagrammable, beautiful lunchbox yeah. thing, I think it's just so unnecessary. I was actually asked by some people I was doing some work for, they wanted me to do a back-to-lunch thing and they're like, oh, and you could cut the sandwiches into little face shapes. No. And I'm like, I will not. I will not do that because for a start you waste half the sandwich. Yeah. And secondly, it's just unnecessary rubbish, yeah. right? We're, we're busy enough. Yep. And and if you do it once, your kid then won't eat a non-face-shaped sandwich, <laughs> so you're stuffed. It's no, no. And the load, the load is so much pressure. Yeah, oh. yeah, yes. I follow Khan, and he makes a lunchbox for his housemate. Do you, do you see that on Instagram? No, I haven't. Oh, what you, does he put in it? Oh, the best of the it's best. It's be fabulous. Right? Oh my yeah, gosh! So he got the biggest following when he started making these lunchboxes for his housemate, and and yeah. all the women are just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get lost, Khan. <laughs> I'm watching, but I'm never doing. Oh no, but it's incredible! I think. Imagine yeah. I had someone doing that for me every day. Oh, it would be incredible. Yeah. We call it aspirational viewing. That is, yes, <laughs> it really, really is. Food I aspire porn. to it. I ain't never doing it. Yeah, no. yeah, no. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I think a really sad thing, I don't know if it's sad, but a thing about being a parent, especially if you have children who are tricky eaters. Uh, there are fussy eaters and then there's a whole other world that the pea community has of children who have nasogastric feeds for a while of children peg who are feeding. peg fed yep. or children who have severe, severe Oral aversion yep. and, and allergies that will kill them. So yes. we're not just talking about, you know, they don't like peanut butter. Um, yeah. But I think the sad thing is the joy of making a meal for someone who really appreciates it. You don't get that often as a mum. Yeah. And so then it becomes this grind of, you know, like we eat a very lot of sausages in yep. this house. Like I would say every other day. Yep. The same sausages. Yep. Um, but the joy of, you know, thinking of coming up something different, that, that joy is gone. We don't want anything different. We yeah. want everything the same. And so yep. it sort of takes that fun which cooking can be so fun yeah and all that you know cook with your children and you know I did all of that but my daughter just has the taste she has cerebral palsy so some food and eating Mm. is difficult so Mm. she will choke Mm. so you know we're cutting up things we're making stuff as soft as we can so yeah Yeah. there's extra there's extra work in that Mm. yeah yeah I think maybe um we need to reassess where we find our joy in cooking when we've got kids with yeah. special needs. So yep. one of my sons is on the spectrum and yep. he had a lot of textural issues mm. um, and also some aversions, not like you're talking about, nothing that would kill him, yeah. but certainly um, didn't like food to touch. Yep. Mm. You know, certain foods, still can't eat certain foods even yes. as an adult. Yes. Mm. Um, and I think that instead of that joy which you find inside yourself of experimenting, trying new mm. things, delighting them with surprises. Kids on the spectrum don't like surprises no. for a start. Mm. That's an, so I think maybe we need to seek joy in what it gives to them. Yeah. So if I give him food that I'm not forcing him to eat mashed mm. potato, which mm. oh, he no. just could not do, no. um, if I'm putting his food the way he likes it on the plate, if I found that little spectrum of meals that he really enjoys and I know that that gives him comfort Mm. and I know that it makes him feel safe then that's where I have to find the joy yeah not in the wild and the and the unusual but in that comfort Mm. and safety that as his mother and as the cook who provides for him can offer to him 
And, you know, when he goes to somebody else's house or when he did as a child, he didn't have that safety of the people there knowing exactly how Mm. he liked things to be done. Yes. Um, So that's where I found my joy in cooking for this child who had special food needs. Yes. Oh, that makes me want to cry. And actually that is what nurturing through food is, isn't it? It's like giving someone something that they love, like, my eldest daughter literally was weaned onto pumpkin soup. So yeah. she wouldn't, she breastfed till she was 12 months old, wouldn't take one single thing, had a mouthful of pumpkin soup. By 14 months, fully weaned, just ate pumpkin soup two or three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> now she yeah. eats anything, obviously. Yeah. She's 27. But even now, if I make her pumpkin soup, mm. she's like, oh, mom, like it's this yes. memory of this, yes. you know. So pumpkin soup, basic, easy. Yes. But it provides so much joy in our relationship. Yes, that's right. That's that's really true. And I, what I would say to anybody who's in this situation too is that that is not to say that you will never have the joy mm. of of introducing them to new things. So my my sons are all in their mid to late 20s now. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And they all eat a wide range of mm. things and, it, you know, including the, the boy on the spectrum. And he cooks. They all cook. Yeah. Um, and they all like trying new things. And, of course, with, with him it's a case of he likes things to be right, so he'll cook one dish until he gets it perfect. Mm. We all get a little bit tired of it. <laughs> and <laughs> I say it's time to add to your repertoire now, uh-huh. so find the next thing you want to do. Mm. And now he works and he makes his own lunch and he does that every week. He makes lunch and he's really happy to have the same lunch every single day, yeah. but he'll choose different things. So I think this week he's um, taking to work sweet and sour chicken with fried rice and yeah. he's made that. He's shopped. He's bought his own ingredients. still lives at home, yep. Yep. Um, as two out of three of them do. Yeah. Uh, bought his all in- own ingredients. He cooks all day and he gets his lunches ready and he loves it. He comes home and he goes, oh, everyone at the office is jealous of my yeah, life. Of course. Makes they everything. are. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm really proud of you, you know. Yeah. Um, so that it doesn't stay that basic and that plain that there's always. and That's and true. Our rule with eating in our household, because my my age group was brought up with the you will eat the food yes. on the plate because there are children starving in yes. Africa. Like that was my fault I somehow. know, yes, um, that was all of us. Yeah. But I, so for me, I, I and that gave me a shocking relationship with food oh, and yes. I still struggle to yes. leave food on my plate. Yes. You know, as a, I'm in my 50s now and I yep. still struggle with mm, that conditioning. Yes. Um, so I would say to my boys, I always said to them, you don't have to like it and you don't have to finish it, but you have to taste it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to hear that you don't like it until you've at least tasted yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, and I even I even tried because um, the son with the aversion to mashed potato, mm. I I would give him a boiled potato instead yes. and he would put salt on it and butter on it and, and eat it. And I'm like. That is mashed potato. You, you don't understand what you're doing. You, it's. <laughs> It's freaking mashed potato. <laughs> Try it one more time. Yeah. And and he, he didn't want to, but he did. And his little body. Yeah. He was sitting at the dining. I shouldn't laugh, but it's hilarious. Um, and he tried to swallow it and he kind of coughed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His whole body yeah. rejected yeah. it. Yeah. And this piece of mashed potato flew across the table <laughs> and hit the mirror <laughs> on the wall. And that that's a reminder and forever. I, we were all, oh, God, we laughed. Oh, I laughed and I was crying at the same time, laugh crying and just say, I am so sorry yep. and I will never ask you to do no, that yes. again. I just, I yep. watched his body, his whole body yep. reject yep. it mm. and he still won't eat mashed potato. No, we don't eat, eat mashed potato. Else. Yeah, yeah. When we've travelled, you know, I, I would it. say to them, 
I would say to them, we're, we're going overseas. So if all you're going to eat is what you would eat at home, mm, it's very hard. Tell me now, we won't bother. Yeah. And we, and we would go overseas and they were very adventurous in the way they ordered and what they tried. And again, I didn't force them to finish it because we'd paid for it. Yeah. Mm. I was so proud of them for trying it. So yeah. if you can let go of that whole, you know, you've got to finish your plate thing. Nah. Um, and just little, you know, you don't have to like it. So there's no pressure. You can put that on on your tongue, and if it's disgusting to you, then I accept that. Yeah. But I would like you to try yeah. it, and yeah. and that's how the little increment by increment the yeah. horizons are broadened. Mm. Mm. And I think we, and I know a lot of my friends did this. You just have to put it on your plate. Don't even have to eat it. It's just near the other food. You're used to the look of it. That's what broccoli looks like. You might. Yeah brush up against it and go, oh, it feels like that, so that it's it's yep. a very gradual thing. It's not like today you're going to sit down to a roast dinner. Mm. And the thing yep. is, as adults, like, you know, a couple of my kids, they hate mushrooms. I love them. I could consume them at every meal. I'm like, well, we're allowed yep. to hate things. We are. And if you're allowed to hate it, then chances are maybe down the track you you might taste it. Mm. Whereas, I don't know, my kids are contrary little buggers. If I say they have to look, they, that they will love something, but guaranteed though, not only will they not love it, but they will never, ever t- try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I have to be wrong because I'm mum. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what would you know? You know nothing about food well, and you I don't know anything about food. I don't know a lot. <laughs> All kids are the same. What about when you did birthday parties? Did all the parents be like, yeah, we're going to that party. She's going to do the best spread. <laughs> I think so. I don't think I was widely known. Um, i tell you what happened for a birthday party after Master Yeah, Jim. that's what I mean. You, um, people would have been lining uh, up. Yeah, well, um, Paddy had his... 11th birthday, not long after I got home from MasterChef. And, it, you know, I'd been through quite some trauma on this. Yeah. From school. And he said, I told my whole class I'm having a crock and bush for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. I decided to make a bloody crock and bush. Oh, you did. Oh, I did. of course you did. Because they got to choose their own birthday cake yeah. and it just didn't feel like the right thing to say, well, you're not having that. <laughs> What's your second choice? <laughs> At least there was so, no camera yeah. watching you build oh. it. Oh, oh, my God. Well, do you know, I, I went back and looked at it and we had like two and three-quarter hours to build this three-foot-tall oh. thing on MasterChef. The one I did for Patty was half yes. the size mm. and it took me all day. Yeah, yes, so how day. did you do oh, that? Yeah. Any of us do that. Adrenaline. I've got no idea. Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, adrenaline. Yeah. Gets you a long way. Oh, it really does. What but other birthday cakes have they asked you to make? You're like, nah, I'm just well, doing the well, the Women's Weekly book. That's harder than That's hard, I know. <laughs> yeah, for years. So in our old house and then when we moved on to a block here to build a house, so for about four years straight I didn't have an oven. And this is all right before I went on MasterChef. I didn't, no I hadn't oven. baked, I hadn't done anything. No oven. Um, and so I, we, we live near the Sarah Lee factory, right? Oh. <laughs> so I'd go, to the, I'd go to the factory seconds shop and buy like a sheet cake and yes. I'd just decorate it. Yes. And I remember Joe asking me, he's my oldest son, asking me one day, how come how come you um buy the cake and decorate it? And I said, Well, the cake's by Sarah Lee. I said, Sarah Lee makes the best cake and I make the nicest decorations. Ah. And so we were at a Christmas gathering, a family Christmas gathering, and my sister-in-law 
um, had brought a cake and Joe was eating it and he loved it, right? And he went up to her. <laughs> it's his auntie. He's known her all his life. And he says, my mum says Sarah Lee makes the best cake. <laughs> and I thought, oh, sugar, here we go with the manners. And he goes, are you Sarah Lee? Oh, <laughs> how gorgeous. <laughs> made her day. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's Sarah Lee's chic chocolate cake that you can buy in the freezer. Oh, yeah, delicious. My twins, that is their favourite thing in the whole world. If I, we go up to the snow sometimes and I'll say, you can go down to the food works and buy what you want and everyone else's kids comes back with lollies and they come back with the Sarah Lee cake. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You remember that ad? This must have taken you hours. Not necessarily. No, I don't remember that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you said you're writing a book at the moment. You're writing two books. Is that right? Oh, well, I've got one. One's um, off to the printer. That's coming out in October. That's a cookbook. Yeah. And then the other one's a memoir, and I'm right in the thick of that at the oh, moment, and that's yeah. coming out next year. Oh. It'll be April probably. What's the Mother's theme Day. of your cookbook? Is there a theme or what is, what's it? It's a compilation of all the favourites. It's actually called Classic. And um, the reason for that, and I wrote all of this um, prior to losing Jock off MasterChef, but the the name of it is for him and for something he said to me um, on this latest season of MasterChef. So I was, you know, packing death every day in there. I was terrified. And he said to me, um, you know, what are you so afraid of? You're a classic. And... Yeah, classic. You're not just an OG. You're a classic, and what a lovely thing to classics say. rise to the top, and they're really hard to beat. So oh. you know, he basically gave me permission to cook the way I wanted to cook, yeah. the way I love to cook, and so I named the book Classic. And the introduction is all about that story. Oh wow! And um, oh, how yeah, so I I owe him a massive debt of gratitude mm. because that was very much a that whole series was very much a part of my path to recovery from, yes. from suffering with some pretty severe um, mental health issues yes. prior, just prior to that. So, right. yeah, um, so that's the one that's coming out. But it is a compilation of my first three cookbooks of the best, like the most classic right. yeah, yeah, family yeah. recipes, oh, you know, yes, the things terrific. that you, you have for a bit of nostalgia or the things that your kids ask for for their yeah. birthday dinner oh, or, yeah. you know. The things you go back to over and over again, yes. just those true classic recipes. Oh, yeah. we'll be buying that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And when when you make a cookbook, how many times do you have to test those recipes? I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, some of them I've been cooking forever, yeah, you know, yeah. mm. for years and years and years. But what you have to do when you're writing a recipe is be really disciplined about writing everything down. Yeah. So things that you cook for years that you just yes. dash of this, splash of that, you taste yeah. it, you actually have to write down, you have to measure it for a start. Yes. You can't just grab a handful and throw it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. <laughs> you've got to measure it. You've got to time it. You need to observe how the food's behaving, um, what it smells like, what it looks like, what it sounds like, what colour it goes, you know, yeah. um, and write all of it down. And so I would do that and then quite often I'd give it to my boys. I'd hand them the written recipe and the questions that they asked were the gaps in the recipe. Right. So you don't know what no. assumed knowledge you're building into these things when you do something 
all your life and you don't know what you're assuming that people know but when you've got a like a teenage boy going what does that mean you go, okay well that's assumed knowledge i need to write a better descriptor in for that okay. so that's part of the process and then yeah you have to do it more than once to make sure that those steps still work mm. and then um so some require a lot of testing some don't require as much testing the hardest book i ever wrote was called 2020 meals and that mm. was 20 dollars 20 minutes oh. serves four people wow um and i was committed to that being an honest 20 minutes yeah, right. I've, got a, I've got a certain 15 or 30 minute cookbook that takes a lot longer yeah <laughs> oh i know the one yeah. i know the one and that was really what i wanted to not do yeah it takes you 15 minutes if everything's Chopped up in little things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so that cookbook was all about. But I, my disclaimer is: your equipment and your ingredients have to be out and ready. I can't be responsible for your for getting the butter and going to the IGA or pantry. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's got to be out. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so, but that so in the recipe, there's a list of ingredients, but there's also a list of e equipment, right. so you can have it all out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And for, and as soon as you hit the twenty minutes, it's dinner's ready to go on the table. Um, and that was hard to write because I oh, wanted it to be so genuine. Hard. So I yeah. tested that over and over again. I, you know, I shopped. I had Mick priced everything over and over again. We, we you know, we kept doing it. I mean, nowadays it's probably bloody 40, 20, isn't yeah. it, with the yeah. cost of everything? But yeah. um, it's very, very um, economical food and, and very easy. There's a whole chapter in there called Race the Rice. So my rice, <laughs> I put in the microwave. It takes 18 minutes and every dish in that um chapter you hit the rice and 18 minutes later whatever you're putting with the rice is ready to go ah, and you sit down and eat I it i like rice the rice yeah me too and my yeah. family all love rice yeah and you yeah. could do yeah. other things like while we're racing the rice can you set the table and put your homework away and yeah it could be quite the challenge yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and nothing i'm going to ask you to do will take longer than 18 minutes <laughs> So, you know, this dinner's only going to take 18 minutes plus the two minutes it takes me to get the rice on. It's, yeah. you know, and, and see what else you can achieve in those that 20 minutes. That sounds terrific. Clear the table, get it done. Oh, there's laundry on the stairs. Yeah, can yeah, you carry yeah. that up to your bedroom? Yeah, you we're know. all racing the rice. <laughs> get you, look, we can solve the whole world's troubles in those <laughs> While you race the rice. Yes. Yeah. I like it. I think... Not just children, everybody likes a challenge. If you yes. know that I'm going to do this within 10 minutes, then I can sit down. Oh, yeah. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. I was just thinking, uh, I don't know how many years ago now, but I was able to get some funding to get a Thermomix. Mm. And I know a lot of people with kids with cerebral palsy were able to get mm -hmm. it. Then that was going to make blending food so much easier. Um, I, I just had to contribute a couple of hundred dollars and um, Uniting Care Connections put in the rest. And I remember... I remember feeling so um, guilty because so many of my friends really wanted one. Mm. And one of my friends said, Mandy, you're allowed something easy to happen yeah. to you. Oh, it makes me want to cry now yeah. um, because it really did change. Oh, you yeah. know, it felt like I had help and mm. all of a sudden yeah. things were chopped so quickly. And, you know, I just use yep. it every Have day. Have you the new one? No. My friend got one and I went around. This is a boring story. Sorry, Pease. And she made cauliflower soup and it does the lid locks itself and then it just does what yep. it's supposed to do next, like chops and boils. Yep. And what, it's, oh, does it? Oh. So you don't have to press the next no. things. Oh. 
Gank, the new one, it's, I think for children or adults with a mild yeah. intellectual disability yes. will be okay, an, an, a I big thinking, screen. I am going to get my daughter one who has yes, an intellectual definitely. disability and cerebral palsy because there will it be... It is like s- having a spare pair of hands. Yes, and she only has yeah. the use of one hand. No, this is incredible. So um, I felt like that was a massive turning point for a lot of people with kids with mm. physical disabilities, especially people that were blending food. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, That's it's a big awesome. expense, but... Um, but yeah. now I've had it for so long. Yeah, I've had mine since 2012. Yeah, I feel like I've got rid yeah. of so many other appliances. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're great and I think they're great um, for people who like to entertain. Yeah, do you? Yep. It does stuff while you're doing other stuff. Yes. They're great for people who cannot cook at all. Yes. Because yes. you just, it just tells do you what, what to it tells do. you on the screen and hit next and away yes. you go. And, and it's great for people with little babies they want to make their own mm. fresh food instead yes. of the jarred stuff you know yeah. um and and obviously for for people with with physical disabilities but the time it saves you yeah you know huge the time and the time. heartache yeah yeah huge. chopping onions and garlic oh. sometimes i just use it if oh. i'm making a bulk spaggy bowl yeah. i do my onions and yes. garlic in the thermomix oh, yeah and it just feels like i'm just chucking everything together and walk away yes, oh, yes. it's yeah. easier yes. yeah. yeah i feel like for the everyday person who could afford it or get access to it it was I know it's pretty life-changing yeah time for it. yeah it's, i'm sure very Anyway, we could probably sell them, really, couldn't we? We won't. <laughs> I'll never do a job I was like just that. thinking, is there a tool in the kitchen you can't live without or you think that the peas need? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, that's obviously a really handy one. Um, I also like a handheld stick mixer. Yeah. So I know that the Thermomix can do those things, but if you're making a pot of soup that needs to not be textured, yeah. and I love a smooth soup, yeah. yep. you boil it all in your pot or your slow cooker and then immersion yep. blend it. That also, this is great for families with allergies and stuff because if you want to make a mayonnaise or an emulsion, an emulsion mm. anything that's emulsified, that you, you know, if you can't feed them certain additives mm, or yeah. guar gums or all that kind mm. of gear, um, instead of the drip oil emulsification, which takes a long time, it can split and it's a pain yes. in the neck, um, you put, if you put your ingredients in the bottom of the tall jug yep. that comes with your handheld stick mixer and just and bring it up to the top, then you've got full, like, whole egg mayonnaise with no additives oh, or, you know, yeah. garlic sauce yeah. or, you know, whatever, you know, Caesar sauce or aioli, whatever, from scratch for next to nothing, yeah. like a tenth of the cost of mm-hmm. buying a jar of it and um, easy to wash. And, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, I do love that. And then I would just say a nice sharp knife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good sharp knife. Sharp knife. Don't, don't, don't use blunt knives. No. It's, it takes the joy out of things. It makes things a grind. It really does. So sharpen does. your knife. Get a, one of those um, sharpeners with the stone set in yep. a V so you can just pull your blade through it. Uh, you don't need any skill. There's no risk you're going to ruin your knife. So one of those, I think, because even the cheapest knife will sharpen up beautifully with yeah, one of those. Yeah, okay, all right. Just That's good advice. makes cooking easier for you. Yeah. I think, yeah, watching my daughter trying to cut with the use of one hand. She can hold her other hand as a stabiliser, but, yeah, having sharp knives. Oh. My husband was like, don't use that sharp knife. I was like, no, she needs to use the sharp knife because it will work. Yeah, can you just lift the knife up and down? Yeah. It's safer. It's safer. Mm. If you're cutting, if you're chopping carrots with a blunt knife, you've got to bear down yes. and then when it slips it's, it's coming at you a lot yep. faster yep. 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 So yeah 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 that's good advice thank you so the other thing with the stick blender that we use in this house is that the boys make their own milkshakes yeah and so they can you know get the stick blender out yes. it's got the cup that it sits in yeah we yep. yeah probably a milkshake a day really. yeah so definitely now Beautiful. they're now they're 
putting some protein powder in. Are they? Cause yeah. Cause oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Muscles, We've been through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is not happening, but doesn't matter because I'm guns like, out. good protein. <laughs> <laughs> You can put all sorts of good things into a shake. Oh, uh, I've always cracked an egg in that my mum told me to do that. Yeah. So I'd go into the pantry and I'd cough while I cracked it yeah. so they wouldn't hear it. <laughs> and then when they got older and I told them, they said, you used to always cough <laughs> in the pantry. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't let anybody know there's an egg going in here. Oh God, but I no. used to feel so good about that one egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. you don't even know it's in there, people. <laughs> yeah, because they could sniff out any hidden oh. veggie anywhere. But that yeah, egg, they yeah. never knew. Yeah, I bought. Um, Love it. Jane Kennedy wrote a book, cookbook, um, secret. I don't know, but she had like zucchini in the brownie and blah blah blah. Yeah. I was like, this is yeah. my thing. Every single one. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was like, okay, no. we'll just have normal brownie, and yep. then we will. Yep. We won't just try and deceive anyone because that's your superpower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know. So my the goodness. cookbook I want, which I'm not asking you to write. I mean, the peas need to write it. We need to have a collab. We we'll get every famous chef to give us one recipe or cooks because I prefer a cook myself, being yeah. that I am one. Yeah, is like sausage rolls that the parents would love, and then sausage rolls that are really basic and a fussy eater would love, and then a mac and cheese. Like the mac and cheese that I make has like three uh. or four different cheeses. And then using one of those cheeses, a boring mac and cheese, yeah. so that we can sit down to the same meal in inverted commas, but some of us can enjoy it more. And I know it's more work, but let's face it, I don't think I reckon eighty percent of our peas would have two or three meals each night. Definitely, yeah, we don't have the same meal yeah. for everybody. So no. yeah. I would love the. This is how you can use this recipe, or you can have it like yeah. this. I think that's a great idea, and I actually think that a really practical way to do that, even. Before your cookbook comes out with <laughs> yes, all those Kate. recipes in it, is to if you pre-plan, um, you can get a recipe to a point. Remove from the pot what's for yes. the children and add what's for the adults. Yeah. So you remove your mac and cheese, then add in your blue cheese and your yeah. cayenne pepper or your yeah. whatever you want, or yeah. you know, remove the Thai green curry from the pot and then add in a bunch more of sautéed curry paste and some yeah. fresh chilies. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There, there's definitely ways that you can um, make things more palatable for adults and keep them simple for kids. Yeah. Um, if you just, yeah, have it, think about it prior and and, and I do that. Out, I pull so. out the pasta yeah, and then she just puts tomato yeah. sauce on it. But yeah, she's yeah. happy. And then I'll do the rest yeah. for everybody else. So oh, yeah, I I we do it anyway. It. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Or, che- or just cheese yeah. on it. it makes her happy. Yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. It's intuitive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is intuitive. <laughs> yeah, it is intuitive. That's right. I'm pure instinct. I'm taking the pasta out now. Yeah, yeah, now. I'm going <laughs> to take it out now. Sauce. Oh, my gosh. All right, I'll cook you another one. It's okay. I know. Oh. This has got a hint of red. I can <laughs> <It's> see. Not... <laughs> oh, dear. We've got so many stories about food, the both of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a big I deal. Bet. So... We could talk to you all day. Thank you for giving us your time, Julie. I think the peas will really enjoy listening to yes. you. Is there one thing you'd like to tell our community about food and mothering? Oh, look, just I, I think I would say relax. Just mm. relax. You know, they won't die of malnutrition on your watch. No. Yeah. They won't allow themselves to starve to death. Yeah. Relax and just Keep them safe, keep them happy, keep yourself safe and happy yep. and, uh, yeah, happy cooking. Yeah, Fed oh, is best. Fed is best, whatever way, <laughs> yeah. And for our people like listening it. that are have, that, you know, they're blending food, mm. like feel pride about that, you know. there's There's been such a big movement away from formula for 
children and adults that are peg fed to to moving to more blended diets and I think people should you know and there's a lot of work in our community going mm. to that those families feeling proud of that yeah. so we just want to echo that too to all of you that are listening mm. yeah yep yeah 100% yeah yep. thank you Julie thank you so much maybe we'll see you next year Parliament House. yeah we might <laughs> see you at Parliament House again <laughs> Well, that would be lovely and, and good luck to you both. Thank you for oh, having me. Thank, thank you, you, Julie. We can't wait to see your cookbook and your memoir. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll be buying both for mm. sure. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, see thanks, guys. Bye. See you later. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.